0: Starting the last year in Kiraschametz, finish the topics that I was planning on speaking about. Today we're going to be talking about selling businesses on Pesach. The businesses that are being discussed, that are being sold, are mashke selling places. And for that, you need a little bit of introduction in. Russian um, alcohol distribution laws in the times of the Tsar. The way it worked was as follows. Each city had a specific person, or he was the boss in charge of selling mashka and beer in that town. All alcoholic beverages had to be sold by a under the control of a specific person. His place was called the Kantar. He was his his, uh, off, that was his office. The Atkop was the name of his division, and he was called the Atkopchik, the one who would be holding this right. He would have to pay a rata, a tax, every year, and that tax would be what would give him the permit to sell mashka and beer in this specific city. Now, he was not selling directly. He was officially the wholesaler for the city and for the villages around the city. And who would, uh, who would be the ones that actually sell it to the people was the shankers, the, the smaller bars and pubs in town. They were the ones who were in charge of selling to people. So the way it worked was that he would produce it the, or he would buy it from other people, and then he would sell it to the Shankers. He would, as the one who was in charge of the, the one who held the contract, he held the rights to sell it, legally he held the rights to sell it, nobody else was allowed to sell in town wholesale. He would determine at what price he sells it to the pubs, and at what price they will then sell it to the, to the customers he would not sell it on, he would not get paid for the mashka up front. He would give it on credit, and then as it was sold, he would get paid. And later, we're going to see how exactly that worked. There was a discussion in halacha. So, the the being that legally you, you had that right to sell the mashka in town, you also had an obligation to make sure that your places continuously supplies the people. So if you had a, if you are a shanker if you had a pub so maybe you could get away with closing it for a week you would lose money but if you were the main guy distributing mashka to the whole town you had no legal rights to shut down for eight and a half days nine days to shut down your operation especially and this is the question of Imam Sadiq the question that came up it happens to be the Goyish holiday came out right around there, and all the Goyim needed to buy mashka, And there would have been a crisis, maybe a pogrom, I don't know. Never know what could happen in these places if there was no mashka available. That was how it worked. Now, we know when it comes to selling a business on Shabbos, there's, a, there's the Altarebe has a tshuva in simon Bays. Regarding Shabbos, about how to sell a a, a pub, a a, a a shank on Shabbos for Shabbos, and the way that al describes for Shabbos, he says you go over to the goy before Shabbos and you tell him, "Let's, if I would hire you to be my worker for Shabbos or for selling in my store." I would give you, let's say, for every bottle of Mashka that you would sell, you would get $1. For every cup of beer you'd sell, you'd get 25 cents, whatever it is. And, and uh, how much does he usually sell the bottles of uh, mashka for? $10 he would sell it. And uh, the cups of beer for $2 or $3, whatever it is. So then he'll tell him, listen, I'm going to right now sell to you all the mashka that I have, I have 100 bottles of mashka, at 200, 200 bottles of mashka, and I have them and I have them at uh, 100, 100 bottles, 200 bottles, whatever, at $10 a piece. That's the price I would sell them. Now, I'm not hiring you as a worker. I'm actually selling it to you. But I'm not going to sell it to you at $10 a bottle, because then you're not going to be able to sell it for $10 a bottle. You're not going to make any money. I'm selling it to you for $9 a bottle. So, you're going to make a dollar for each bottle. I'm going to sell you these big vats of beer that have a certain amount of cups. I'll sell you um, uh, each cup instead of $2 for $1.75. Now, comes after, now we make an inventory how much we have in that of Shabbos. It's 100 bottles. Bites of Shabbos, he come back and do an inventory. If it was a good day, there was, was a good yom to the for the goyim, he sold 30 bottles, so he's supposed to pay not $300. He's supposed to pay $270, because he's paying $9 a bottle. And he sold them for $10 a bottle, so he made $30 off this sale. And that's what Alteleba says, you should do it. Now, and not only that, the yid could actually go and oversee the guy as he sells the mashka to make sure that he's not stealing from him. But that only works on Shabbos. But that Yesoid applies also on Pesach. The same city of, uh, um, of Raman is going to come up again in the Tzemach Let's discuss what happened in the time of the al a certain city that asked the Sheiris Yehuda, the brother of the al how to deal with selling these businesses to a Goya on Pesach. And that's in page 70 in your book, Sheiris Yehuda, Seminyut Beis. Starts with Oides Hakantar regarding this main wholesaler distributor office to people. Um, He the way he he uh, he says it has to be done is the Yid will sell to the guy all the mashke with the mechira gemura together with the room where the mashke is there. That means it's the store. Now the second point is you make the same cheshbon like we saw in Hilchas Shabbos that you sell him at a discount, each, each, uh, each bottle at a certain discount. However, you have to make sure when you tell it to him, you have to be careful how you say it. You're not telling him, I'm selling it to you at $10 a bottle, and you're going to get a dollar, a, a dollar uh, percent of profit from each bottle. Rather, I'm selling them to you for $9. And you could sell them for $10 because the price was already set by the. You can't change the prices. Now, the third one is that he has, a, he has to be able to sell it for a day or two after Pesach also. Um, and the reason for it is that he should be considered a koine and not a person who's holding a pekadin. If, if the guy is only holding a pekadin, then it's not enough. The yitz still has bilos on it. It's a like mechilo gemuro. Obviously, it's done. According to the start of the Altarebbe, was sold to a goy properly. Yeah, and then after Pesach, if the goy goes and comes back, and wants to sell it back to the Yid, and they're not going to deduct the dollar from each bottle, it's just going to go back to him. Maybe, mean? huh? Because it's a trick, right? The goal is that the youth should make all the money. So he's going to look at it, say, OK, you sat in my office and worked for this amount of time. And really, I should give you this amount of money. But maybe he didn't sell. Maybe he only held it. Maybe he wasn't the one that was in the store. that had to pay other employees. So the business went back to the owner the way it was. So as long as you, uh, the, the guy should get at least In the this is a built-in profit for the guy, whether he sells or he doesn't sell, at least for trying to sell. So let's say if this guy who owns the business is the guy who's going to, to he's not going to be the one standing and selling. There's other workers who are selling. So then uh, at the end of the day, he's not, going, he's not going to want to complete the sale. The guy is not going to want to come back now and start dealing with the store and seeing how much was actually sold, and how much wasn't and to make the cheshbainas. He's going to give back the whole business and say, just like a regular Mechil give back the whole business and goodbye. And then at least he has to make a certain amount of profit. That's how the shei desi says. In short, that's how you do it. So it's pretty much the same idea as the Shabbos sale. At least, lechatchile, that's the way it should be done. The only difference is over here, the yid is not allowed to hang out in the store when that happens. There is a tshuva that's a machedek Simon Memtes that is um, extremely long and discusses this whole topic. That's on page 122. The part of the story you already know, because that is regarding the same city of Raman, which was discussed in the other tshuvas, where they sold the Khamads, but they didn't tell the so you know the, the, the way it worked over there was and but it's the same city what happened over there. The way it worked was that the uh, that uh, this wholesaler would sell it to the, to the local pubs at the price of three and a half ruble a bottle. Um, that was his wholesale price in town, out of town. The further you are from the city, the cheaper it went, as opposed to how it is today. Because in the city, there's much more customers. Outside the city, you couldn't sell for that, that high of a price. He would sell it for much less. It could be, uh, would even be a, a ruble and a half per bottle. And the Shankars would then sell it to the people for more. Now, the, the way they set it up was that the Yid who holds the rights to sell it, the, the, the document to sell it, he didn't sell the rights to sell. He didn't give the guy also the, the, the legal power. He owns the, he paid the tax. So he has a one year, so to speak, uh, permit. He didn't sell the permit to the guy. Why? The guy didn't want to pay the tax. He didn't sell a permit to the guy. The question is, how do we get around it? If the Yid is going to sell it at the lowest price that's available, which is a ruble and a half per bottle, the Jew's going to lose a lot of money because he could have sold it for three and a half in town, most of the bottles. If he sells it at three and a half rubles a bottle, which is the full price that he sells it, then it ends up being that he is, in, he is getting profit from his Suriano. And even if he sells it to him fully on Aleph Pesach, at that price, it's Tzadokhi, and if it works, that's how tzedek starts the question. That is the question. What was the question of the rabbi, if you want to know what the rabbi actually asked? If you look in footnote 8, he has the question. The question was as follows. First of all, that the wholesaler didn't have exactly a set price list. He had. He would sell to the. So Let change a little bit the question. He would sell to the to the shankers at ten ruble a bottle. Some people outside the city would be depending on on uh, what price. If he would sell directly from his warehouse to private uh, residents, it means he would cut out the the, the shankers. It doesn't have a set price. It would be whatever he decides as a wholesaler. If somebody would buy a lot, a bunch of cases of, of mashke, he would give him a discount. He would sell for cheaper. If the person was his friend, he would sell them even for cheaper. What was the minig? The minig was every year they would sell it to the guyish manager who ran this whole operation, because he knew everything. He knew how much to, how much it goes to this city and to that city, and how much to sell at wholesale, how much to sell at retail. He ran the whole operation. That you already know from the other children, That he the guy was the one who ran everything. And, and uh, he would be the one that would actually stand in the, in the business and, and, and sell, all the, sell all the mashke, even though the, the, the <laughs> tax, the permit was not on his name. He was the one who was standing in the store. You can, and you can't sell it to him, everything at a global price, because there's no way of really calculating what the real numbers are. And then the question that the Rav has is if you're going to sell it according to the out, out of town prices, which is much less. And then the guy is—you see—you sell it to the guy at five rubles a bottle, and now the guy goi is going to sell it in town for ten rubles a bottle to the shankers. The guy is making a lot, a lot of money. And the yid is losing money off it. And if you're going to sell it to the guy at ten rubles a bottle, which is the actual price that is that that is being done, then the yid is 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 having a Hanoi from israel Now, why? Has the guy has a right to sell in town? He's not selling based on his own. He doesn't have a permit on his name. The only way he's able to sell is because he's relying on the permit of the yid. If he's relying on the permit of the yid, means the reason why he's able to, the yid is able to sell to him, and he's going to sell it weiter, is based on these eight days of the permit. And these eight days of the permit, the yid is making money off it. If he is making money off it. He is mishtaker be Isure Hanoi. he is receiving profit from something which isure hanoi. So the Tanah goes in different angles how to deal with this problem. With well, the various questions which come up, and that's what exactly we're going to be dealing with today. Is Simon is the main one. And then there is Simon Pezayan in this in this uh, print, which is really Simon Sadik Bays, I think, and that was a response. The rav asked the question afterwards, and the tzemach and the tzemach then, then, uh, then uh, responded back to him. So it's basically one long tshuva and one and one uh, and one short tshuva on this, on this, uh, on this uh, question, on this thing. Okay, so let's start with what the has to do with this with this topic. So he says like this. He starts by saying, "Is that if you're going to sell it to him at a cheap price, and you're relying that he's and you're relying on the guy that after Yamtiv is going to give him a, a sale? That means he's relying on the guy. The guy is not going to steal from him. Then it's neither the shawri. seems like it's mutter. Why? And the reason is simply even though that the yid." is relying on the guy that the guy is going to give him the full profits. And he also knows he's going to get the full profits. We, we, the, and we still don't say that he didn't have in mind to sell it to him. We don't say there's a problem with the mechira. And all he wanted to do is to hire him as a worker. Why? Because we have the sweat of the Trumas HaDashen that you are allowed to sell, a mekh- if you do a mechira gemura, you're allowed to sell for much. Cheaper, even if you know that afterwards the guy goi is going to come and give it back. But the problem with the Trumas is what's the whole Yesod of Trumas HaDashen is based on the fact that he says that this is based on Matanah, the Yesod is based on Matanah Naslach HaAchzer. Matanah Naslach Haqzir really works. Elamai Khamit, we were machmer middin chumre, that we're not going to do Matanah Naslach Haqzir. But being that the whole reason why we don't do Matana and and Chometz is only midin Chumr and not Medineh, therefore, if it's only a Matana, it's also Anything which is similar to a Matana, like this one, which is a sale at a cheap price, and he's going to buy it back afterwards, is still Mutter. But the Pri Chodosh brings the Knesset but The Knesset Sakdela brings the Radbaz. And the Radbaz, the way the Pri Chodosh quotes him is a Matana by Chometz is not Oser Mitzat Chumre. It's Oser Mi, mi dine, it's oser. Therefore, how can you say that you're able to sell in a Mechireh, which is similar to matan? If you're going to follow Pir chodosh, you have a problem. You can't just sell it at a low price and then knowing that the guy's going to give you the higher price. Ah, you have the shulchan aruch. The shulchan aruch does not passkin like the pri chodesh. after the shulchan does not passkin like the radbaz. The shulchan aruch passkins like, like the truma sederin and the al and tafem ches sivov also passkins like the truma sederin. That essentially it works in a mechira gemurah. If you do a proper mechira, you could sell to a goy at a low price, and what? The, and if the goy comes after, pay so and gives it back to him. It, we don't consider it as a reversal of the sale of Matana Masla Hakzir. We rather consider it as a new Matanah. The Yid sold it to the guy. The guy wants to give it to the Yid. He's giving him a new matana, so it's not a promise. No Bali Yiroya, Bali So, therefore, it seems that if you do a Mechila Gmurah at a low price, knowing that the guy is going to give it to you afterwards, it's still Mutir, still even though it's similar to Matana Masla But Matanah Matana even if you want to say that Matan al completely is a problem, it's says, it's not really similar to matan al What's the classical matan al everybody knows about Lulav? He says, by Lulav, we say matan al why is that? Because everybody knows that nobody wants us to be without his Lulav. So if he gave it to a present, he obviously gave it to you as a Matan al-Sah. And they they didn't want you to keep it. He wanted to get it back. But over here by Khamitz. Maybe the Yid does want to sell it. Ultimately, his goal is to sell. He's not hoarding mashke. It's not his, it's not his uh, business. His business is buying and selling. He wants to make money. So if he's able to sell it at a good price, maybe he made a cheshben after Pesach, or even he's going to think in his mind, you know what? It was a good deal. I did get rid of, uh, it was a good uh, chage for the guy. I got rid of uh, a full two truckloads of mashke. So even though I didn't make as much money as I would have made if I would have sold them bottle by bottle independently, but right now I have a nice chunk of cash. So maybe there is. So there's no that this sale with at that lower price that afterwards would reverse could be compared completely to Isn't that huh? Isn't that What? Yes, for sure, better. Yes, I'm saying so. That's why miikara. Even if you do it, you can't say it's mamashak matan l'sachzer. If he says mamashak matan l'sachzer, then it's osur. But if we say it's not mamashak matan l'sachzer, why is it not mamashak matan l'sachzer? Because maybe the guy, maybe the yidus will want us to do it. So therefore, it's not such a problem. Essentially, unless we have a umdan of the or we have a gilid das that's clear that the Yid clearly does not want to sell it. He's only doing it as a trick. It should work. More so, the Tzermach writes in the Pnim of the Tshuva, that if that what the, the Radbaz says, that doesn't work, the Tzermach Tzedek says, I didn't find it in the, in the Radbaz, what the Knesset says in the name of the Radbaz. Because the Chuvah of the Radbaz, the first quotes, does say that he's masking. The, he says also. Afterwards, if you look in the in the footnote, there's, 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 there's a lot of times that the says was written after the tshuva on the bottom of the tshuva. Afterwards, says after a certain amount of time, I did find a radbaz that clearly says that it is that it is um, that it is Medina. But let's put that aside for a second. That's the, that's the second reason that the says that rabbaz himself. I he, I didn't find. That he writes as Midin, it's only Midin khumra. And Bechlau, if you look at the Prechadosh who quotes the Radbah, the Prechadosh who quotes the Knessagdelu, quotes the Radbahs, the Prechadosh explains that the reason is because we're dealing with a tnai, you're making a condition that you're not able to be Mekayim at the moment. You're selling it to him, and you're selling it to him on a condition that's going to be. To, Somewhat of a condition is going to come back to you afterwards. Right now, you cannot be Mekayim that night because you're going to be over in Baal Yeroy, So, therefore, being that it's at night you cannot be Mekayim, so the Mechilah was never Chal because of the Tanai. Being the Mechilah was never Chal because of the Tanai. So, you're still over in Baal and Baal Yeroy, And the Tzema Chzelek says that Yesoid is also wrong. Why? Because. The, if he, he proves it also, that if you are mekayim, if you do a it t'nai, it's eimbe yor de right now, but afterwards the t'nai is fulfilled, then it works, the mafreya. And it's considered, even if you do matanam nasrachachzir, if the t'nai will be fulfilled, it will be considered the matanam mafreya to the goy for the whole yantav. Now, it just happens to be that this, that this idea that we mentioned before, that about, whether the Aslahachzir and Chometz is Medine, is Chumre, or it's Medine. If you look in the Sheiris Yehuda at the end of Simen Yud, which is in page 68, by the way, he says clearly that if you do a Kinyan of Ashtar without, just hold the place we're going to go back to, if you do a Kinyan of Ashtar without, without a Kesef to the Goy, then it doesn't help at all because that's considered a matana nasa hachzir, and he says that even though the Truma Sadehian writes that it is a Khumra and not Medina, Still, no, I ni mimoyri ochi Rabeinu Agon zechin levrachon ishma sieden sheyesh boy isur byiro byimatzim inat he says for any zayich time ahead. of. I don't remember what the Alter Rebbe's reasoning was, but al Alter did hold that it's mamish isur byiro byimatzim inat toira, not the Truma Sadehian he explains the Chayra has to do because the Matana Masla where the Hanoi that's received as a, as a result of this Matana does not go to the of Matana, but rather goes to the Neusen Matana, and especially in this scenario, where the makabul Hamatana will have zero Hanoi from it, that's definitely considered a Harame, and it's a problem. Now, the Machsarah continues in Oise that he asks the, the question, the, the discussion then goes into the shit of the Lechem Mishnah. Lechem Mishnah says that when you do a Mechira Schometz, it has to be a Mechira Gemur without any T'Nai. If you do any T'Nai, it doesn't work. The Machsarah continues and asks, why is it that if the T'Nai is not Miskayim, you are. Why if the T'Nai is Miskayim? You're still everybody body of Maybe you should work Lama Freya. What's the proof for it? In a get, huh? If you're doing a get, you have, if someone gives a get, al tonight. And she got married and she had a kid. And the tonight was Niskayim down the line. Now, if it was not Niskayim, you have a problem. If it was Niskayim, then the kid is Lama Freya Kosher, not a Mamzer. So if so over here also, if it's night, was wasn't the sky, what's the problem? Why do you say Balirabah? Why is there issue of Bayra Bali And it goes right and says, if you give him a ton of sh not Amnas la you stomp give him a ton without specifying what it is, and you don't say it's a matan gmur, it's even worse matan amnas laqzi. Why? Because if this you give, if the yid would give all the khams as a matan to the goy, and he would not specify it's Amnas la he would not specify what it is for. We would think that in his heart, he's not even fully giving a matana. If he gives us a at least we know it's a full matana. but it's a matone. At least a full matana, par- partially. But if he does it, just as matana, we have a chashash. Maybe he didn't have a mind to do anything. And over here, that's not a matana. Here it's a shtar, with a price. This proves that it's not a matana. It's a Gmura. And therefore, we have no issue of So therefore, why is it that according to certain opinions, he says it's not, does it doesn't make sense to say that if there is a am It means matana. With a t'nai, it shouldn't work and for sure should work. Now, if you look in the, this, you have to flip pages. If you look at the end of this of this tshuva, this over there. There's what's called the Madura Basra to this, to this, in uh, the end of this, Truva, there's a Madura Basra to these paragraphs. And over there, the adds a point that's not here. That even though he says in Isser he clarifies this idea, in Isser is such a Isur, like by a get, we say that zir, is if, I, uh, if they give a get, it a, a get, has to be a get, has to be paper of the husband. If it's given to the husbands, the matana nasla hachzer, she is meguleches. Why then, by chometz, are we going to say the matana nasla hachzer doesn't work? Elamai, he says, the there says towards the, so the end of the tshuva, not in the his office. In the end of the tshuva, it's printed as a go of the tshuva. He says that by a go one of the reasons is by a guy, we have to look at what the go is thinking. If a guy is being told that it's a matana nasla hachzer. He will never consider it a real matan. In his mind, you just fooled him and therefore it doesn't work. That's an ice baze. Icegimotse Machada goes and he says that maybe it's that maybe it would be better if he sells it at the full price. Not at the lower price. The lower price, we have a shaila, maybe it was not the full Mahira. He sells it at the full price. And he has in mind that if the guy would want to fulfill the makida, he's going to fulfill the machida. Why, is, why would he be happy? For him, it's, he's, from his point of view, from the seller's point of view, it's great. He just made all the money that he wanted. He has no reason not to sell it to the guy. The problem is, of Mishtaker no. This is where goes to the whole discussion. What's Mishtaker B'Suryano? He says if you sell it at such a high price, what does it look like? It's similar to a case of somebody who rents his house, or rents his oven to a goi to bake chametz in it. The taz in Semen Tafnun holds that, according to a bunch of deists, there is no Isser in such a scenario. But the, so over here, there would not be iser, right? Because all you're doing is um, you're renting out to him the, the, the property. The fact that you're receiving some hanoi from it is not a direct, enough of a direct hanoi to make it oser. And the chametz itself is fully sold to the goi. So therefore, the yid is not, the goy is not working for a yid. He's working for himself. And you are allowed to have enough knife and for the money. But we paskan like a Shulchan, Shulchan Aruch. does not paskan like the, the shit that, that the Taz brings. The Al-Tarebe is like that also. Not like that. that you're not allowed to rent out an oven to a goy to bake chametz on Pesach. And it's mashmah from Taisras. There's also the chatechilin, also mashmah from, from the ran. And even though the Rashba that we mentioned in the previous year holds that the isur to receive schar from renting out a place is only if you're standing and watching over it, but if you're just renting and going away and and, and not being next to it, it's mutr. He says that the Machzedeck says Tzorechyon and the of the it makes no sense that it only works when you're present, and if you're if the if the rent if the one who's renting it out is not there, then he's allowed to be Mishtakir in. Isuria, no? Why? Because if you look in Yeridaya Simen Kuflamet Gimel, regarding the Isur of Yain Nasech, you're not allowed to rent a donkey to a Goy, if you know that he's going to carry Yain Nasech on it, to bring Yai Nasech on. Ah, you're not walking with a donkey. Still also, So it's clear, it's not like the Rash, but it's only if you're standing over there. So that doesn't work. So we can't say... That we can't use the heter that because you rented it out, you allowed to be mishtaker bisurena. Be that doesn't work. Now, you're going to say, you know what, let's do avla. Why? Let's do it with a few days before, a few days after. It's because, and, and this is something that the bisyesav brings in the name of the augur. The Bishyasev brings in the name of the augur, that you are allowed to do Bavla before Pesach. And says, it still wouldn't help you over here. Why? Number one, the pre in and the Bach say that it's not one one day before Pesach. It's got to be like thirty days before Pesach. Number two, from the Gemara it's Mashma that even Bavlo he said Shtaker Besurah knows also usher, and it's a Gemara about Yain Nesach, not about uh, not about Chometz. And even though you're going to tell me, well, Yain Nesach is stricter than Chometz, because in Yain Nesach even with the you know that I have any enjoyment from the money, and over here you're not allowed. Over here, it doesn't say that, but ultimately, you're not going to build a mechira based on the evidence. The It's for sure, Asr to be received schar from misuri HaNoah, even bavlo. So we're back to the same problem. If you're going to sell it to him at a full price, because if you sell it to him at a lower price, you have a problem. The mechira was not a really good mechira. Sell it to him at the full price. You have a different problem. That you're mishta'ka be Suri Hanoah. The third, another point, a much stronger point, is over here the vast majority of the profit that you're making is not from the rental. When you rent out a donkey, you're not making any profit from the Ein you're making a profit from the donkey. When you rent out your oven, you're not making any profit from the bread. You're making a profit from renting the oven. Over here, what you're renting him the store for a week is babkis. The big money you're making is from the sale of mashka. So, this is much stricter than the donkey. Over here, you are not receiving Hanoi indirectly, you're receiving straight Hanoi from it. So, even though on Shabbos we say that Avloi is mutir, you can't compare Shabbos to Chomets, to On Shabbos, what's the issue of not receiving Schar Shabbos? It's a The whole issue of Schar Shabbos is Gzera. Gzera Shema So, you're going to say Gzera Shema Yichtev. Did not make Gzera on Avloi. But over here, it's a complete esser. If it's a complete esser, Havla is not going to help you. So the fact, even if you're going to add a day or two before for renting out the, the, the business, even 30 days before, it's not going to help you because it's not, you're not having behavla. The whole thing is from them. the chametz. And even if there are certain shit and from there, you can prove that midday, I say, it's mutter in Yisuri, I know how to do behavla. Still not it's clear that midrabanan it's for sure asr. And if you want to bring a raya from the augur, still want to focus on the augur, it's still not going to work. Because the augur is talking about a case where you're renting out a house to a guy that you know that he might bring chametz into there. Then it's mutter. Over here, you're renting out. Forget about the mashkas. it's for sure asr. Over here, even renting out the room you're not renting out a house to a goy where you have a chashash that he probably will bring the unless he is gluten-free. Over here, you're talking about that you're renting him the store, and the store has all the chametz inside of it. So you're renting it with a clear idea that this store is going to be used for chametz. So even the rental price, you have a problem of, of, of a no And Oiz Daladi clarifies it even stronger, that over here, you're not only receiving Hanoi from the schar, like we said before. that that we explained that receiving Hanoi from the rental is asur Bavlo, like we said until now. Over here, you're receiving profit directly from the chametz Why? Because you're selling the chametz at the highest price. And even though the chametz belongs to the Goy, when is the guy selling the chametz On Pesach. So therefore, your Nene, you're having Hanoi, from this chametz on Pesach, that according to the rivash, a yid having a noy from chametz of a goy on Pesach is also mitderaisa. To sell isuri hanoy directly is also Asumid mitderaisa. A yid is not allowed to sell chametz on Pesach, and the money that you make from selling money selling chametz on Pesach, it's a is if it's also mitderaisa or but for sure aser. Lechatchila. And the money might be also even, but the So therefore, to sell it at the full price is not going to work, because the, the money from the rental you can't do bavelo, because mamash esur and you know that the chometz is there, and the money from the and the profits from the actual bottles to suffolk there isir, because you're having profits from the actual chometz, it's for sure asr. Question is, is it osur mid and but the evod you keep the money or it's also, midiraisa and also he's not even keep the money, or maybe the at least that Midraban is for sure also to keep the money. So there's no way to go around it. So therefore, so then, and then the temachtela goes in, goes even further. Maybe it's not exactly as if I'm standing with my own chametz and selling my own chametz and Pesach. That's to compare the guy standing and selling the Chometz and me getting profits from it is not exactly like me standing with the bottles and selling my own Chometz. That's too extreme to compare it to. But I'm still having Hanoi from the Khamets of the guy. with another added point of view. What's the regular way of me having Hanoi from these bottles of Mashke? Not by drinking them, by selling them. That's my Derech Hanoi. Now that the guy is selling it, I'm also having the same hanoi, derech hanoi osir. If it's derech hanoi it's still osir. So now you're going to come and tell me, well, mechireh kederach, mechireh kederach, mechireh, it should only be, why don't, why are we going away from Mhtaka Surya? No. We should stay away from. We should say, maybe it is Mtaka Surya. If you say it's not Mamish, like selling like standing and selling, so it's again, you're only making profit from it, but you're not actually selling it. So let's go back and compare it to renting out a house. Samachsen says, you can't compare it. By renting out a house again, you're not making money from the chometz. You're making money hanoeh uh, bederek indirect, uh, indirect hanoe, and it's not kederah Over here, by a mechire, you're making money in a direct fashion, and therefore, if you're going to take the full full price of it, it's much stricter than than uh, than stam somebody who makes profit from from from, from. Because over here, your mamash receiving Hanoi from the chametz itself, kederech, kederech hanoase. So therefore, we have, we're still stuck with the problem. How are you going to sell, to sell, uh, to sell, to sell this? So he says at the end of Oishe, he says the way to sell it is if you also sell him the permit for those days during yom tov. You're not going to just sell him the chametz. You're not going to just rent him out of the place. You're also going to sell him the rights of the permit to sell it. And then you're not having any because you were not able to sell it on Pesach. You don't have a permit. You sold the permit to somebody else. Who has the right to sell on Pesach? They go. You have no right to sell on Pesach. So you bought. You sold all your chametz before Pesach, at the time when you did have the permit. And you sold the permit. So now, all your Hanoi all happened before you sold at Pesach in the morning, all your Hanoi happened then, or the night before you'd base, and you're not having any Hanoi and from the comet of the Goy, because he't he's not selling for you, he's selling for himself, he has his own, his own thing. But still, lavdaf gets completely. So lets has to go and develop this new idea of selling the. The Shtar, together with the selling the permit, together with selling the chometz and renting out the store, and that's where it starts in, Ois Vov. He says when you rent when you give him the, the when you rent out your permit to the person to the person, it's not the same as renting out a house. Why is that? What do we what could we compare it to? There's a din in Hilkha Shabbos in Simon Reish Mem If you rent out a, the, uh, then Yid had the rights to collect taxes. They would collect the taxes, they would stand over uh, import, export, whatever it was, they would collect the taxes. And Shabbos was a day when there was other things going on. The Yid didn't want to lose the profits for Shabbos. What did he do? He would rent out his permit to the guy for Shabbos. That's in the al said, it's not a problem. Why? He says you can't compare it to a masker, to the one who rents out a melchetz, so That's also awesome. because by renting out a merkets, you're renting out something which is guf ho isur. The actual isur is there, standing and present. The merkets you're making money from people taking shav- taking baths in sh- on your Shabbos. The guf ho isur is there, but renting out the permit to collect taxes, there is no, there is no. Uh, you're not keeping the goof. The, the guf uh, of the merkets is not. There's no it goof, it's not goof- it's over here. The yid by him giving it up, he's complete siluk, he's completely removing himself from this, from, this, uh, from this business deal. From this business deal. Why? Because he is he is uh, he's, the, the permit is gone, he has no right to do it anymore. So he says, but still, we have a different problem. Because even if you're going to say that it's fine to rent out a permit, to, to lease out your permit, the problem is that Taz also started of this idea. And the Taz gives two problems. Problem number one, you can't sell something And even he's talking about uh, renting out a, a, the rights to the, the grind the mills. The mills would grind grains. The grains were so yourselves, you can't do it because first of all it's Davashlay Bela. Because the not the it's only the people only gonna come grind later. And second of all, even if Davashlay the Makhira works, it's only with Davashika the right now there is something. So the the will only the will only kick in at the time that something will become chametz. So he's going to grind the grains. When, so then, when will the Mechila be chal? On Tuesday, when the guy, on, on Thursday, when the guy will show up to grind. But it's not going to be chal on out of Yom, when nobody's coming to grind. To grind. So therefore, so even if it's still not, the Mechila is not going to be chal till later. So you're being, receiving schad from Yisraeli no. So therefore, the Mechila does not work before. And the Tzema says both issues of the, of the, of the Taz are not, a, are not relevant. First of all, the is in existence, not the Mechila, the Mashka's here. It's visible. You can walk into the you can walk into the warehouse and you'll see it there. And therefore, the the uh, mashke is sold to the guy right away. It's not a davosh And when is it sold to the guy? At the time when at the time when you're able to, to when it's still mutter to eat it on because It's still visible over there. The tzemach doesn't go into discussing With was this he's answering why the is chal right away, not like by the ta'z, the Mikhir is only hal later. But tzemach doesn't discuss yet the reason why the, why the it's not considered But on the on the again, it's wrote afterwards a sophist and the chuvas in over here that tzemach Silak added being that the, that, he, that it's obvious that the mashke that is right now here is a shabal shebeleilom, and it's bir say. And therefore, on the mashke, there's no question, it's not shabal shebeleilom. On the fact that you're selling it now for a higher price, on that profit, that is something which you could say, shabal shebeleilom, that extra profit is shabal But in this sale, when you're selling the actual mashke, and you're selling the permit and you're renting out the room, altogether, there is one element which is which is which is, which is the actual mashke. The only thing which is lay is the is the rights, the permit to rent the permit that you're renting out to him that he could sell it for ten dollars a bottle. So therefore, that does work because it's attached to a davashabala and it's being sold as a package. And the Mechirah starts from now, together with the whole package. The gets attached to the And it's Chal now because everything is Bain. And therefore it's fine. That's what the Tzimach Siddur wrote in Xavarit Kodesh on the side. And Tzimach Siddur crossed it out. It doesn't suffer producing. They would sell. They were not producers. They could if it was producing, it's a whole different problem. However, we still have somewhat of an element of having Hanoi from chametz over here. Because so if, if you have the element of Hanoi, you could always say that the, since the permit was sold also for Pesach, so the Yid is not able to have Anoi from chametz on Pesach. He's not able to sell it. Who's, he's profiting all before, and therefore, it is fine. And Bechlal, he says, this is all for answering the Taz. According to the you could, sell, you could sell a permit. So we don't have to worry about it. And the reason is, says an interesting reason. How did you acquire this, uh, this uh, permit? right? How did you acquire it? You acquired it by paying for it. But you paid for something. This permit is a paper. The same way you acquired it, you could sell it. Can't have that one. It's it's okay. Same way you acquired it, you can also sell it. So it's not. So that's that's what Chemed Moshe says. You don't have to worry about the uh, about uh, the the permit being a the The next reason Samach Zedek brings is in Ois Zion. It's compared to siluk. Uh, uh, when you remove yourself from something, you're entitled to. There's a whole discussion if you're if you're able to be masalik if a husband is not able a husband not able to be masalik either it's because it's a masal or because it's uh, even though it might be whatever it is the only way it works is if it's a proper kenyan is done and there's a commitment to pay back the yerusha to the yerushim then you could say that the mechir is chabah otherwise a siluk that is not done with actual um uh, with actual uh, for consideration with actual payment attached to it and as something which is bala'ilam has no has no uh, has no power so therefore so, so therefore but over here it does work because siluk would work why because if you sell it to the guy let's say the even if you're going to say that the sale is not fully because at least you're masaling yourself from it. You remove yourself from it by this sale. You're removing yourself from it, and you're not making any profit off this, off this, uh, off this uh, idea. Yeah, this is essentially the main part of this tshuva. Now, in the Madurakama of this tshuva, which is on page one fifty-two, at the end, towards the end of it, one, one page, page one fifty-two. Over there, it's more. It gives more of a practical uh, outline how this is done. And with that, we're going to pretty much conclude that he sell the permits together at the same exact time as selling the mashke. And over here, the tzemach adds, "Yifchay sloy echod rubu mikolhin." You're like deducting, like the she'eris Yehuda says, you're deducting from each, uh, from the from the full price. You're deducting a dollar of each bottle of each uh, liter. And you don't sell it mamish from Eraf Pesach to Mitzray Pesach, you sell it from Idbez Nisin and you give him enough time to sell it. And then it works either because of Siluk, like we said before, or because you gave him the 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 rights to sell, even if the Mekilah didn't work for the permit, at least it worked as a matana. But this will only work for what sold on Pesach, that you could do that. But anything which is sold not on Pesach, you have to sell it to him at a much, at a much cheaper price. That means you're, you're renting him out the permit for 10 days, nine days. During those nine days, you could sell it to him for 9 rubles. Instead of 10 rubles, you sold it for 9 rubles. $1.00, 1, one ruble less for each bottle. But anything which is sold after Pesach, once you already got back your permit and you're selling or sold before Pesach, when you still had your permit, how can you sell them for nine rubles? You have a right to, to sell them, to sell them. So you have to sell them at the cheapest at the cheapest price, huh? On Pesach, you rented out to him the, you gave him the permit. You had no way of selling it anymore. You, re- you sold them before Pesach for nine ruble a bottle. He could sell for ten rubles a bottle. So now he has, so what, what happened over here? He sells, he sells the, he, sells the, he, he gave him the permit. I, I'm the seller. I can't sell anymore with a permit. You could, the guy could sell with the permit. So then I can sell them at a the higher price, because then I'm selling him the mashka and I'm giving him the place, and I'm selling him the permit, renting him out the permit. And the permit works, either Medin Siluk or Medin matana, whichever way you're going to work, because maybe sale didn't actually kick in. But after Pesach is over, I retrieve my permit. I'm back to selling. And if the guy is now going to want to sell, I can't sell it to him for 9 rubles, the same thing. Because the guy doesn't have the rights, doesn't have the permit anymore. The only person who has the permit is me. So if I'm going to say I'm selling it to him for 9 rubles a bottle, so he could sell it at 10, it's not going to work. Because I have the the permit, not him. The only way it's going to work is if I sell it much cheaper and tell him go sell it outside. And in the Madura Basr, in the Madura that goes into the whole discussion, that a separate thing, there was a swa- he says that also the, the 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 people who who sell the pubs also have to sell their Khamads to a goy, And they can, and on the, that comes what the what the Rav asked, that's in Simon Peivov, I think, Pezain, over there. That the, the the other Rav came and asked that Bipoilo did the whole discussion if the if the if the if the Pub owners are considered owners, because really, they're only buying it on credit. And the, the, the main guy, the wholesaler, comes in and measures how much he sold. And the Rav gives like a bunch of answers why, a bunch of reasons why you don't have to. Tzemach Sedek says it's Mamish like, like, like a purchaser. He, it's Mamish considered the purchaser. You can't say that it belongs to him. They can't rely on the of the, of the wholesaler. And Al also, in, in, in Simon Dalid, which is also in your book, I'm not going to go into it now, also says that uh, that uh, it's pretty clear that uh, the that, uh, pub owners have to sell their chomets independently. Yeah, but how do you sell a business? So, if there's a permit involved, whether it is a license to sell mashke, or if you have a business like a uh, a, almost every business you have to have, you have, a, you have a, a, a nursing home. Spec- only specific people can have a permit to, to operate it and all these kinds of things. And when you sell it, you first you have to make an inventory. just right, today everything's computerized. You print out the inventory for everything and you see how much there is. You sell it to the guy for a price that's lower than a little bit lower than your retail price. And then you see how much is sold after Pesach. And you take from it, from the net uh, profit he'll get, he'll get the real profits from everything else. And uh, if he doesn't do it like that, at the end he doesn't want to go through the sale and buy and everything else, then he goes back as long as he gets a little bit of schar But that shtar is going to be customized to every place. That's the best way to do it. But you have to make sure the permit is there also. And that the price is not the full wholesale price, but a little bit below the wholesale price, but it can't be too low. Uh, below the retail price, but it can't be too low because if it's too low, it's not really a mechira. That's the real way it should have been done. But today, people, the way people do, they just do a different, uh, similar star, and they just uh, rent out the property to a guy, and they and they sell it together with a general mechiras schometz. But really, if it's to be done right, it should be done with a with a. Uh, with the understanding that the prices are going to be, let's say at whatever, a five percent discount, five percent less than the than the than the on, on everything. The whole schayda that's schammas is going to be sold at to the guy at ten percent below retail, and then he's going he's going to profit that ten percent gap from whatever is sold in the business on uh, on on Yomtev. And that is the way. So, but now, if you do a full start, a lot of times people have a full start of Shabbos and, and, uh, and Yom Tov, And they don't only give out, uh, uh, they don't only do for Hametz. They do for, the, let's say they have an open business for the whole uh, uh, nursing home. It has to be open 24-7. They do a full start in the beginning of, of the year with a guy that they rent, that he's a shut of 20% or whatever it is and everything. So then over there. It's not enough to rely on that. They have to make sure they also do mechiras chametz. He could do it to the same guy, that he's that that not only is he a full owner of the property during that time, and he leases all the equipment. He also purchases all the chametz at a full price minus a small percentage from the from the guy, uh, from the owner, and then he he could make profit off it. Afterwards, and then you'd always do it. You have it, like the al says, you have a few days after the Shtar, after Pesach, to make a cheshben. And if the guy doesn't want to make the cheshben, then everything goes back, and he makes a few dollars profit for it. With that, we conclude the shiurim on Mechiras